the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal. No fucking way! We take part <laughs> ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. I'm Carrie Poppy. I'm 10 years older than I once was. I'm 10 years wiser. Mm-hmm. I'm 10 years more beautiful. 10 years more interesting, more educated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's been a decade of this podcast. Yeah pretty nuts i don't even know how to say like whether it feels like 10 years or not because yeah my gut is that no it doesn't feel like 10 years that it seems like that snuck up on us somehow yeah and then it's also like that's what a person always says about 10 years so maybe this is exactly what 10 years feels like maybe the feeling of 10 years is the feeling of oh my god i can't believe it's 10 years everybody just has a really bad conception of what 10 years feels like yeah. But you know, that's a good chunk of our lives. No big whoop. We've been making this podcast. Oh my gosh. Ella was four when we started. Oh my goodness. Four. I gave this podcast the best years of my life. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they're over now. I just felt like saying that. No, there's more to come. We're, 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 this is not like, we're not announcing the end of the show. There's much more to do. But this, yes. is, this is a milestone. Right. And you know, arbitrarily, 10 years is very important in our culture because Definitely. we have a 10-base number system. <laughs> We, exactly. We have five fingers Yay. on each of two hands. And it's nice and round. And then you got the ones and the zeros. And we love ones and zeros. If Carrie and I had supernumerary digits and we both had six fingers on each hand, we'd probably not celebrate till our 12th anniversary. I have one supernumerary papula. A pap- is that a nipple? Mm-hmm. Cool. We've talked about how I have a third nipple, right? I think so. That's yeah, probably yeah. come up. It's teeny tiny. Most extra nipples, like they're dormant. They don't grow like your other two nipples. So yeah. it looks like it did when I was born. So it's Yeah, I think we have small. talked about this because I think it's way more common than people realize. Yeah, it looks like a chicken pox scar or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if someone told me like, guess what that is? Instead. That's a nipple. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, okay. I didn't know. All right. So our podcast, 10 years. <laughs> did in 10 years as of march 11th 2021 speaking of our 10 years of the show carrie i have a quiz for you oh i don't know some of it might be pretty easy and intuitive and a lot of it's just going to be guessing ballpark numbers because i've okay. got a quiz for you about our show in totality Ooh, okay you ready for this okay no not really i have a terrible memory so let's see <laughs> okay all right this first one i think might be pretty easy because you look at this number on a regular basis how okay. many regular episodes, numbered episodes, have we released? You would think I would know this. Every single time we release one, I have to write the blurbs for it. Right. And I write the number of the episode. <laughs> <sighs> what is the grading system here? Is it just pass-fail on each one? Okay, yeah. Let's go with pass-fail. And oh, boy. Okay. We'll be generous. 258 that's a good guess. I'm calling that a pass. We've released 270 episodes, though everyone right now is listening to number 280. Oh, wow. Yeah. 280. Okay. We've been productive. Okay. But that's not including bonus episodes. How many bonus episodes would you wager we okay. have in the Max Fun bonus content area? Oof. Okay. I'm going to have to do this by topic. Okay. There's the Midsommar. I don't know if I would have had a guess for this. There's the Star Wars commentary. Mm-hmm. There's not the Scientology live stream. That was a video. Right. Brian Thompson interviewing us. Oh, we included that? Okay. What else is there? 
And that's it. Three. Okay. No, I think there's probably like, I'm going to guess seven. That would have been about my guess. Actually, 13. Whoa, what? So there was that Disney album. I kind of count that as an extra episode. <laughs> yeah, no, that counts. Uh, we did the fire walking. Really uh, we've got interviews with David and Allison. Yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff in there. There's a mailbag episode. Anyways, all the more reason to become a supporter. Uh, okay. Here we go. This is totally going to be a spitball thing. But if you lined up all of those numbered episodes, Mm -hmm. 279 of them in a playlist, and you just played them back to back, how long would that go? Okay, please hold. I have a calculator. (laughs) (laughs) Literal calculator. Oh, literal. Not a cell phone, Ross. Whoa, look at you with your, wow, like solar powered slash battery powered calculator. Okay, 279 episodes. Yeah. And I'm going to guess the average is. Oh, this was one of the next questions. So, okay. Okay, I'm going to guess that the average is 89 minutes. Okay, 24,831 minutes divided by 60, 414. hours. (laughs) Hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> make sure I had my units right. Yeah, yeah. This is good. This is like, do I leave this paused in the recording? So that was fun. Um, <laughs> Which would be 17 days. Okay. I would say again, within the ballpark, 336 hours, 22 minutes and 27 seconds. Was I high or low? You were high. So three, oh, okay. 336 hours. So that comes out to 14 solid days plus an extra 22 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's a long time. This this is why people will write us and say, oh, I I blazed through your catalog in two weeks or something. Yeah, and we're like, what the heck? What else did you do during that time? How? How? Are you sure you did? How long do you think we've been on? Maybe they have multiple phones and they play them all at the same time, but playing different episodes. (laughs) (laughs) And they're just savants. They can take us in either ear. They can just take it all in. That's great. Good so then, you then you've already kind of estimated the average length of an episode, which is shorter than I would have anticipated. It is okay. one hour and 12 and a half minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good job, which us. sounds reasonable. If only we could keep it that way. <laughs> which takes me to my next question. Either what would you say was the longest episode or about how long would you say the longest episode was? Oh, I know that I knew this at one point mm-hmm. and now I can't remember what it was. Okay, I'm going to say, can I just guess the investigation it's related to? Yeah. I think it's either going to be Ekinkar or Rhythmia. A good can guess. Can you tell me whether that's correct? That is incorrect. Oh. It was a one-off. A one-off? But certainly we have some incredibly long episodes in the series, but this one outpaced even our commentary on Midsommar. It was two hours <laughs> 43 minutes and 25 seconds. Oh, dear Lord. What were we thinking? Maybe this will remind you. Actually, we were intentionally trying to create a longer episode to keep our listeners company when they had to stay at home. That should give it away. Aw. Was it the coronavirus special? Yeah. Ross and Carrie stay home. Don't worry, you guys. We stayed with you for the whole two weeks. We made sure it was fine. And then you all went back to work and everything's okay now. That's how that happened. Okay, what would you guess was our shortest, I'm going to say regular episode, because it gets tricky when you include things like a little stretch goals update that was seven minutes long. Mm, But the shortest regular episode, it was part of a series. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'll even tell you it was part two of a series. Mormons. Oh, that's a good guess. I don't know how we made our episodes so short back then. (laughs) I know. We've somehow lost that mojo. It was... The Ross and Carrie go out of body part two. Oh, 
Oh, interesting. Okay. 33 minutes, 52 seconds. Huh. Good for us. Yeah, good for us. How am I doing here point-wise? Are there no points? Is it like midnight at midnight? This is just a a voyage of discovery that we're on together. Okay. (laughs) Whereas I have a convoluted rating point system for yours. Oh, good. Okay. Well, Carrie and I both, this was Carrie's idea for us to come up with quizzes for each other. And on one hand, I was scared that she would come up with the same quiz, but then I realized that only I would want to dig into these numbers uh, in this nerdy (laughs) way. So uh, I would fail this quiz horribly if you were to ask me all these same questions. Okay. What was our first episode with Maximum Fun? Oh, okay. So we joined Max Fun in 2014. I know that. Yes. I know that we were, oh, you know what? I think it was the beginning of the Tony Alamo series. Oh, you know what? I think that did start very soon thereafter. The very first one that we did with Maximum. Was it Monk? No, but that was with Jesse and- Jordan, yeah. Jordan, yeah. No, it was was a one-off. You know, it actually- After yoga? No, I'm trying to think of a good way to give it away without giving it away. Hmm. Uh, Reiki? Uh, no, keep thinking on your feet. Reflexology? Yes, that's it. Oh my God, I just thought of that on my own. Released January 1st, 2014. Okay, this one I would not have known. What was our first weekly episode when we went oh, to geez. a weekly format and changed our lives forever? <laughs> and that was what, 2017, 2018? Oh, very good, 2017. I would have, I would have guessed earlier. Oh, okay. Um, okay, let me think about that. 2017, where was I? What was I doing? Trump was president. Yes, he was. Oh, shoot. Ew. <laughs> um, okay, Trump was, you know, everything's a blur from there <laughs> until he's gone. That's so weird. If you, oh, man, if you had asked me, I would have thought this happened before the Trump era. Okay. Okay. And sorry, what was the question? No, I'm just thinking about Donald Trump. Our first weekly episode. Right. Our first weekly episode. Okay. Was done. Da, 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 done. Oh, okay. I'm going to say UFO conference. Yes. Really? That, yeah. It was episode two of the Ozark Mountain UFO conference. Yeah. Right, nicely done. You get I extra points for that one. Okay. This was really tough to even enumerate. So this is totally ballpark. Even the number I have written down. What would gotcha. you say is the number of separate investigation topics? Oh, wow. And this is tricky because we have episodes where, for example, you're investigating Sedona Vortexes and I'm going to the right. Bigfoot Museum. And then we have like a live show where we're talking about that uh, hypnotizing commercial for that TV, mm-hmm. but we're also talking about no sodes. So, you know, there's, yeah. it, depending on how you lump or split, there's going to be a, a different number. For sure. Okay. So this is me going through and kind of just writing down individual investigations. Um, How many episodes are there? 279? Correct. 279. 279. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to guess that the average investigation has... 2.5 episodes. Hmm. So 111 investigations. Oh, that's remarkably close. Really? I have roughly 125 topics. Oh, wow. Okay. That we've covered. So, yeah, that counts. I'm really proud of these last two answers. This is another one that is actually uh, imprecise because I kept thinking of new ones as I was going through our episode list. How many interview guests 
would you estimate that we've had? Okay, okay. Back to the old calculator. I feel like we have an interview about one every nine episodes. So 20 guests. At least 44. Whoa! That that I could think of. That you could think of? Yes. You just counted them? Whoa, okay. Usually we put meat in the title, like Ross and Carrie meet so-and-so. Oh, right. So that Mm -hmm. got me so far, but then I realized, oh, there's plenty of like hidden interviews within the episodes that aren't titled that. Gotcha. And then you stopped eating meat, so we took that out. (laughs) That's right. You know, actually, I I remember somebody asked me about that, how often we interviewed people. And I looked at the previous year, and then I looked at the previous two years, and it worked out to about one out of every six episodes. So that seems to help help pretty steady. Okay, I almost, I had that number in my head, and then I was like, that's way too frequent. Mm. Can't be. Yeah, intuition doesn't really uh, work on all these things. Yeah. How many live shows have we done? Okay, let's see. Uh, wait, no, we did 10 cities in 2019-ish, and then we also had one last year, so that's 11, then there was one at UCB, that's 12. I'm going to guess that I'm forgetting one or two and say we've had 14. I, well, I think we went through the same logic here, and I was also trying to look through episodes, but... I have at least 13 because there was also the Chicago show that we did with Jonathan mm. Hodgman. John Hodgman. Jonathan Hodgman. I'm Jonathan yes. Hodgman. Jonathan Hodgman. <laughs> I got very proper all of a sudden. Um, okay, I'm pretty close. Here we go. This is one that I would have a hard time answering, so I'm just throwing it at you. What is the name of our file hosting service? Libsyn? It was for many years. Liberated Syndication. Libsyn didn't change its name. We were happy with Libsyn, too. This is not like we hate Libsyn now. Maximum Fun encouraged us to move to a new host. And Ian and Kira Gowan and Danny Barwella and, and Bikram and all the fine folks at Max Fun, they handled all this. I never touched it. A year and a half oh, wow. later, I realized, hey, I haven't looked at our stats in a while. Oh, I never set up an account with this service. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, okay, I feel like it starts with a T. It's a good guess. Does it? Starts with... Does it start with an S? Yes. I knew it. It's Serio Bool. Serio... Serio... Serious Boost. Serious Boost. I'm buying that domain right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Simplecast. And thank you to... Oh, you know what? That makes me feel like my brain did have it somewhere in there. (laughs) Every time I try to think of the name, for some reason, I can't access it. But thank you to all the wonderful people at Simplecast. They do a wonderful job. Seamless. Didn't know they were there. Okay. And finally, who is the founder and discoverer of Christian Science? Why, that's Miss Mary Baker Eddy. That is 100% correct. Thank you. Thank you. That one's always easy for me to remember for some reason. There we go. So there's some of the fun statistics about our show. Yay. What do I get? A feeling of mass accomplishment. Feel it right now. One other stat I had: the average time between episodes, thirteen days. Oh, interesting. Because for a while we were monthly, right? But since 2017, we've been going weekly. So or more sometimes. Yeah. So we've kind of uh, we've halved the distance with all these episodes. Well, I'm giving myself a sticker for having done so well, as you can see. Yeah. On my shirt. Okay. It's got says, a reptile, a dinosaur. Yeah, a dinosaur. Yeah. Okay. And it says. I did a difference today. Oh, you did a difference. 
Good job. <laughs> I have a feeling that it was translated from Spanish, where hacer <laughs> means both uh, to make and to do. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Shall I give you your quiz? I want your a quiz. First, yes. The first of two. So I went back and I listened to the very first episode of Ona, Ross, and Carrie. How was which, that? As you know. <laughs> Bo- both of us are... I don't know if afraid is the right word, but we really don't want to listen to old episodes. Yeah, we were both like, oh, no, I don't want to do this. I put this off for a while. (laughs) So it is an episode about the Kabbalah Center. At the beginning, we both sound like nervous robots, but it gets better as you keep listening. And actually, by the end of it, I was like, okay, this is fine. This is okay. I remember for the first 10 episodes we released, our friend Brian Hart would reach out to me almost every episode and say, Ross, I think you sounded a lot less wooden in this one. You're getting better. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. That's great. It's like someone being like, you actually look good today. <laughs> Believe yeah. it or not, this is an improvement over the years. <laughs> okay. All right. So I wrote down some questions to see how well you remember episode one. And you know what? This isn't one of the questions on here, but do you remember what episode one is called? Oh, it was something about the sun being green. So, well, it was like, Ross and Carrie try Kabbalah. Did you know the sun is green? That's exactly right. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. To be fair, I did send you this screenshot earlier today, but still. Oh, that could have put it fresh in my mind. Yes. Okay. I'm still impressed. All right. So here we go. Question one. How long is episode one? And... Just so you know, you get three points if you get it exactly. Okay. One point exactly if you get like within five minutes. Down to the second. Okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say thirty-six minutes. Ooh, nicely done. Thirty-eight minutes and twenty-four seconds. Whoa, okay. Yep. So you get a one point. Well, if I can enter it into the spreadsheet, you will. There we go. Hold on, I'm going okay. to the bank. <laughs> uh okay, number two. Fill in the blanks in this, our tagline, according to episode one. Okay. The show where we blank the paranormal, fringe science, spirituality, and more, all from a blank standpoint. The show where we blank, I would assume, investigate. Okay. Maybe explore, but I I only get one, so I'm going with investigate. Okay, from a scientific standpoint. Okay, so you said... Investigate and scientific. Oh, you even copied it into the chat. This is this I is did. professional here. Hold on. <laughs> Just need to revel in this. Investigate and scientific. You get one point. It was explore and scientific. Okay. Pretty good. Uh, fill in this blank again. When they make the claims, we show up blank so you don't have to. Oh, is it like a single word? Mm, You're not no, going to tell me that. Phrase. Oh, okay. It's a phrase. We show up. But you get one point for each correct piece of it ourselves but it's not one word i'm just gonna put out the word ourselves it's in there somewhere that's a good good guess it's when they make the claims we show up and ask the questions so you don't have to oh unfortunately i have to give you a zero on that one you asked the question you're doing great i was not prepared okay no you're doing very well okay when did we first go to the kabbalah center according to this episode oh Okay, yeah, I knew I'd be confused, too, because if you ask me specific questions about the investigation, I'm sure I'll blend together what little I recall from that earlier one as well. Because Ross is remembering that we had gone 
once before we even yeah. started a podcast. I'm going to say I'm going to say it was like quite a while before we started. How long were well, we? Well, I'm going to give you 1 point for the correct month and 1 point for the correct year. Okay. It was 2010 that we went and okay. for whatever reason my brain keeps giving me April. Ooh, so close. March 2010. Really? A full One year. Point. Okay. Full year. Wow. According to this episode, and according to what the Kabbalah Center told us, what does Kabbalah mean? Now, this is like a really important takeaway I should know. Um, (laughs) There's probably a modifier here, but I'm going to guess it's knowledge or wisdom. Unfortunately, Uh. no, it is to receive. To receive. Kind of boring, honestly. To give is better than Kabbalah. Exactly. They should put that on. Just going to start using it as a as a replacement <laughs> as for to receive. I'd like to know when I'm going Kabbalah my package. <laughs> they keep making you repeat it. What, sir? I'm having fun with myself. <laughs> okay, how much was the Kabbalah branded water at the Kabbalah Center? Oh, I'm going to say ten bucks. 10 bucks a bottle? Yeah. $4.50 a bottle. Well, now it sounds reasonable because I, I way <laughs> overshot it. Four fifty. Okay. Unfortunately, I said three points for exact, one for close. I think I'm going to say that's not close. No. Yeah. How much was the red string bracelet? Ooh, goodness. I feel like they, they're going to want to milk that for all it's worth. I'm going to say 50 bucks. 24. Oh, wow. They're undercutting yeah. me on everything. Like, they're, they're always going like just under half of my estimate. This is how they price yeah. things. Ross, what would Definitely. you pay for this? What would you expect us to charge? All right. <laughs> how we'll, much would you pay for that? We'll, we'll undercut that by more than half. Okay, well, how about this? How much was Ross's red string bracelet? I'm going to say I got a free one. That's correct. Okay. <laughs> Zero dollars because you stole one. <laughs> That doesn't sound like me. Oh, well. You, I mean, you stole one in that they had a bunch of red string just out on the counter and like chopped up. So you, I mean, in plain sight, you just took Oh, one. you said that, that that brought back a fresh, wonderful memory. That's great. <laughs> Recovered memory therapy. You're welcome. Yes. Okay. And what does the red string ward off? The evil eye. That's correct. Uh, for an extra point, what is in their mind? A synonym for the evil eye. What emotion? Jealousy. That's right. All right. Well done. Whose tomb does the red string have to be tied around for it to become cabalized? Not Madonna's. She's still around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like the singer? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, she's she's into Kabbalah. I'm sure we mentioned her. Yeah. It's either going to be Rav Berg or just any old uh, rabbi. So I'm going to say Rav Berg. It is Rachel, the biblical matriarch Rachel. Oh, okay. Is her tomb accessible and marked? <laughs> Supposedly, yes, but also there seems to be quite a grift of people claiming to tie strings around her tomb and not bothering because why would you interesting so all that yarn sitting out on the counter you think they're actually taking it to the holy land okay i don't know okay i don't know where's yours i don't know Hmm. now now i kind of remember this us wondering if this was true red bracelet material or if this was just loose yarn yeah is that consecrated what was missing from the kabbalah center that was promised hot drinks 
Yes, hot water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. They did have the tea bags, but. Oh, well, that's even it. worse. Yeah. It's like they're taunting us. <laughs> when we started this podcast, we thought we were going to join that religion. And then we were so pissed that we just kept going trying to find one. Yeah. There was just going to be a Kabbalah podcast. <laughs> and then we said, that's it. We're exposing everybody now. <laughs> so pissed off their hot drink okay. lies uh what was ross's quote-unquote secret question for the cabalist at the table so each of us was asked to bring a secret question which we didn't really understand what that meant but we each asked a profound question oh Do you wow what yours was oh goodness no um I'm going to guess it was something of theological import rather than like a personal question. Like, where did I put my glasses or something like that? Um, <laughs> For the Kabbalist at the table. Yeah. Um, where did I put my wallet that one time? I don't know. What What is the nature of truth? Hmm, that'd be nice. It was, how do you blend science and mysticism? Oh, that's a good question. All right. Yeah. What was your and question? Do you wanna, oh, that's the next question. What oh. do you think? Do animals have souls? No, it's not it. That would be a carry question. Oh, is it animal related? <laughs> It is not. Oh. What what is the nature of angels? Great. But no. How was the universe formed? That's a good question. Thank you. Look at all these good questions we had. What percent of reality is actually composed of light as opposed to energy? Oh goodness. It's <laughs> well, Elron Hubbard would say 70%. Um I'm guessing this is a really high number. I'm going to say 95 percent oh okay well i'll give you a close boost but it's 99 99 oh okay i think i have the right spirit of that response yeah i'm gonna give you two out of three okay what color is the sun according to the speaker (laughs) green correct what is the cost of the first kabbalah class which was called power of kabbalah that they were trying to sell to us but we did not go for because we were like too much yeah but we couldn't afford much of anything then I'm going to say $150. $270. Oh, look at them almost doubling me this time. <laughs> yeah, totally. They they squeeze you in with that water and then pounce. <laughs> yeah, it should have been $70 by... Okay, all right. Name one of the secret Kabbalists from history. There were some good people on this list. Um, there are four people that we named in the episode as I'm, secret Kabbalists. I'm going to say Albert Einstein. That's one. Woohoo! You get one point for each if you want to guess the other three. Oh, goodness. Abraham Lincoln. Mm-mm. Oh. They are all men, so you're doing you're doing this <laughs> right. Uh, Maimonides? No. Okay. You're who? Uh, okay, yeah, I should be going for, like, better known people. I'm guessing, are they all, like, at least known to be Jewish? Oh, I don't think so. Okay, I'm going to say Nikola Tesla. Oh, that's a great guess, but no. We've got Einstein, Newton, Michelangelo, and Da Vinci. Oh, okay. I should have stayed in the Einstein thread. That would have also led me to Tesla, but might have gotten some of those others. Well, that's fun. What reason did Ross give Yosef for declining to pursue more activities with the Kabbalah Center? I've got something to do with using my wife as an excuse. Like, (laughs) I got to check with my wife. Um, no, that Kabbalah contradicts established scientific truths. Oh, look at me. Okay. Yeah. Wow, bold. When did all the teachings of Kabbalah get verified, according to someone we spoke to at the center? All of them were verified by science. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm going to guess a decade, the 70s. 
Um, oh, damn. Uh, no, it was in the last 10 years before that night. So oh, okay. 2001 on. You can do a lot in 10 years. You really can. <laughs> so much that you forget what you did 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, six more. Name some pseudonyms for our Kabbalah mentors. There are only two, and they're both women. Rebecca. Okay. And Rachel. No, Marcy and Rhoda. Oh. Can't believe you didn't remember old Marcy and Rhoda. Marcy and Rhoda. Rhoda sounds familiar. Marcy does not. Agree. Okay. What exactly, word for word, was the first pseudoscience rating? So you're going to fill in the blank. This is me speaking. Okay. So Ross- what would you give this on a pseudoscience rating, where one is something completely scientific, like the theory of evolution, and 10 is something completely unscientific, like blank? You are made of goat sperm. Exactly. Hey, all right. Three points. Right out the gate on the first episode. <laughs> what is the biggest audio problem in this episode? I think, did we record the last part in a car? After <laughs> did we? <laughs> well, and the That's o- possible. the audio goes out of sync, and we sound like demons. You know, I'm going to count that. I, I put down echoing, but oh, out of sync. Yes, echoing. Ve- very echoey. Yes. Okay. Yeah, oh, it's that's, very echoing. That's why I couldn't listen to the first episode. How much of the episode was that? A good ten minutes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We recorded um, in a car. That was a horrible idea. <laughs> What is Ian's title on this episode? I'm guessing we called him producer. Recording engineer? Okay. Uh, It's producer and engineer. I'm going to give it to you. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. What short-lived tradition closes out this episode? Short-lived tradition, leaving a clue for the next episode and having people mail in what they thought it would be about. That's exactly right. The hint of the week. Okay. Yeah, no. Oh, did we call it that? Hint of the week. Yep. Yep. I think we did it twice. For our monthly podcast. (laughs) Oh, we, (laughs) well, we weren't even like, we weren't even regularly monthly at that point. That's right. That came later. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Last question. What truly horrible closing (laughs) tagline did we close episode one with? Oh, no. (laughs) We're Ross and Carrie. We'll solve all your problems. That would be so much better. Ah, oh, no. no. It's, it's just so cheesy. It's, and remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see if I can do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And remember. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, I can't Sorry. wait now. Okay. And remember. You can think outside the box. But don't leave the evidence inside it. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) All right. So bad. I'm working on this. Uh, Yeah, okay. I do not remember saying that. Oh, my God. Okay. So let's see what you got. Please uh, discuss amongst yourself. Okay. Hey, Ross. How's it going? Oh, good. How's your day been? All right. I mean, it was mostly work, work, but uh, actually I'm recording a podcast right now. Oh, that's cool. I'm. Am I interrupting? No, that's fine. I'm just waiting on my co-host here. She's working on uh, some tabulation. I, I just took a quiz, actually. It was pretty fun. Oh, what was it about? The podcast, actually. It's a very self-referential quiz. We've been around for 10 years. Pretty cool. 
Oh, that is cool. Congratulations. Out of a possible 82, yeah. you got 29. 29. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take it. We've invented so many sex positions that I would not be able to describe impressed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That was good. That was fun. Okay, well, then it's only fair that I follow up with a quiz for you about our second episode. I have not worked out a point system, but I'm guessing you would like a point system. I mean, I liked the last one where I just got to feel the feeling of pride. Yeah, okay. I just think you should be honest with me about what feeling I should feel at the end. If it's pride, tell me. But if it's shame, tell me. So for our ear candling investigation, how much did we pay to get... My ear candled. I feel like it was through a Groupon. So I'm going to say it was $29. Okay, well, there was a little bit of a story to this. I guess you looked around and the first option you found was, I think, $60. And then you found $50 and the place said, oh, actually, we don't do that anymore. And then you were referred to someone else who does it for $45. Oh, wow. Okay. Little rich for my blood at the time. Yeah. And would you say... That we tipped or that we did not tip when we paid? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like this is a time when we were a little more nervous about paying anybody for anything. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say we did not tip. Correct. Yes, we uh, had we had kind of worked out a little rationale about not tipping. All right. I wasn't going to deal in fake names, but can you recall the name that we gave the person who candled my ear? I can't picture that person by any measure, but I think it was a female presenting person. So I'm going to say Mary. Well, that would be two points for very close. Melanie. Oh, okay. That's what we called her. Okay. Okay. I like it. I'm proud so far. What was the other service that Melanie offered? She offered some others, but what was the prominent other service that she offered in addition to ear candling? which was not her her day-to-day. Very good guess. It was colonic irrigation. Oh, of course. Of course, a classic. And relatedly, her father had which profession? Proctologist? (laughs) He was a plumber. Ah, cute. You made a joke about how you also got into plumbing. (laughs) Good on me. Um, All right, well, since we're talking about jokes, how many... That's what she said jokes did we make in that episode. Four. Two. Oh, come on, guys. Step up your game. Seriously. I bet we weren't even saying nine like this then. Nine. (laughs) Nine. (laughs) The children. Babies. Grow up. Give it 10 years. (laughs) Did Melanie recommend ear candling for hearing problems, infections, both, or neither? Okay, see, now this is tough. If anyone, literally anyone but you had written the question, I'd be like, this is one of those questions that's devised to make me say both. And it's so obvious. And I see it. And I don't know why they're treating me like some dumb idiot. (laughs) But now I'm like, but Ross wrote the question. What if there's some sort of double gymnastics around this? (laughs) Okay, well, I'm glad to know you suspect me of such uh... (laughs) a... Okay, I'm going to say, wait, it was infections and what? Infections and hearing problems, or both or neither. I'll say both. Okay, it was neither. Oh, Ross! (laughs) (laughs) 
That's so funny. Mad. I really did debate whether to put both in there. <laughs> yeah, we we were actually pretty impressed with her ability to stick with the physical and even poo-poo some things that she thought sounded a little too out there. Oh, okay. We talked about how some candles, ear candles, are beeswax and some are paraffin. Did Melanie use a paraffin candle or a beeswax candle? Beeswax. She was all about the paraffin. No, okay. I just said it with confidence in case. Yeah, no, I was that right. was that was super confident. <laughs> Before inserting the candle in my ear, she dropped in two drops of what type of oil? Ooh, vitamin E oil? It was garlic oil. Ew, weird. She said it was antiseptic and antifungal. Um, I mean, true in the strictest sense, sure. Name one condition that Melanie said might be helped by ear candling. Deafness. She did not... Thankfully, let's see. Avail- okay, wait, let me oh, yeah. one other. Yeah, yeah, try another. Asthma. Oh, interesting. Allergies. No, not quite. Itchiness. The, the- uh, <laughs> recurrent nasal infections. Well, uh- hmm. Okay, well, that that's, that's getting halfway there on one of them. So <laughs> there are three things that she said that it could be kind of useful for. Oh, wow, okay. One was swimmer's ear. Okay. One was excess earwax. Okay. And another one was just generally clearing out the ear, nose, throat canals. Ah, okay. So you're kind of getting close to that. Okay, totally bizarre and random. I wouldn't expect anyone to remember this. Where did the candles come from? She was very proud of where she got her candles from. Um, the Hopi tribe? Oh, that's a very good guess because that was kind of what was described as the ancient source of Oh, wait, something is coming to me, and I don't know if it's just my brain. Carrie or looks like she's having real. a download. Chicago? I would have been so impressed if you got this right. It's, I mean, it's a good guess, but wrong part of the country. It is in the U.S. New York City. New York City? <laughs> Comes from the same place as Elvis. Tennessee? Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah, okay. All right, lady. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why, but we did include that piece of information. Okay. Carrie thought that the burnt end of the candle looked a lot like this substance. Marijuana? Well, that's a good guess. Yeah, I could see why. Because I definitely that. remember seeing it like actually a light and it looking kind of like a joint. Might have been influenced by the fact that she had all of this irrigation hardware around us. You said, looks like poop. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well. That makes sense. Okay, when Carrie found out that Ross still had the used ear candle in his possession, what did Carrie immediately say that he should do with it? Eat it? Yeah, that's right. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I just went with my gut answer, Uh which I guess is the same. Your gut has not changed. It has a taste for earwax. Or is it earwax? Turns out it's not. Um, No, it's not. Carrie told a story about needing to go to the doctor because of something that happened to her ear. What was it? Oh, I, gosh, I would have thought this happened later, but it must have been the time I got a Q-tip, the cotton of a Q-tip stuck in my ear canal. Yeah, you told that story in that episode. Okay. Okay. That happened. That doctor was weird. But the doctor had tweezers. That was the important thing. (laughs) Yeah. He was the one who did the, I've told you about the candy cane incident. I brought him a candy cane at Christmas. Oh, yeah. 
And yeah, yeah. He just did this oh, very weird theatrical thing. He, I was like, <laughs> I brought you a candy cane. He was like, oh, that's great. And he took it and he held it right in front of his face and my face. And he unwrapped it in front of me and then set it down next to him on the chair. <laughs> he didn't weird. lick it. He just, it was like, I know I'm supposed to open it. Okay, my job is done. Okay. <laughs> so weird. And now it's one for the ants. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ross bought his own pair of ear candles that we burnt in the studio. Mm-hmm. How much did he get them for? I remember those being pretty cheap. I'm going to say seven bucks. Oh, yeah. Very close. Three ninety five. dollars Oh, wow. For two yeah. ear candles. Yeah. Pretty good. Real steal. We did our ratings slash rankings. What would you say you gave as a pseudoscience rating for ear candling? bet I gave it pretty high. It's definitely stealing valor from science while not performing it. So I'm going to give it an eight in retrospect. Oh, very good. You started at a seven. I I gave it a nine first, and we talked a little bit, and you went up to eight. Okay. So you got it. Well done. And shoot, now I'm trying to remember. You offered to do something crazy. Now I can't even remember what it was, and I just listened to this earlier today. But you were trying to get new subscribers on Facebook. Shoot, what were you going to do? Was it shave off my eyebrows? No, it wasn't. But you wanted us to hit a certain number of followers on Facebook for you to do this semi-drastic thing. How Hmm. many Facebook followers were you aiming for? 500. 150. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, that's, that's and sweet. I thought that sounded achievable, and you're like, no, that won't happen. <laughs> yeah, we were pretty uh, bullish on Facebook at the time. And okay, I'll throw in one last we hate it now. question. We clarify at the end of this episode that our views do not necessarily represent which organization? The views of the Center for Inquiry or its affiliates. You got it. That's right. <laughs> Oh, we well were recording done. there and felt that we should say that because we were also saying we were recording there. I wonder if like maybe Bob Leidendorf stopped by and said, it might be nice if you said this. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I feel like we were we just did like, that? Oh, we should say this. Okay. Yeah, I think so, but yeah, I don't know. Our views still do not necessarily represent <laughs> the Center for Inquiry. It's like when people put in their Twitter bio, opinions my own. Like, <laughs> yeah, whose would they be? Well, if you're Tignataro, could be all kinds of people. Touche, I've been Tignataro, so that's a good point. Okay, well done. You can feel accomplished. Okay, all right, I'll take it. That Good, that's below pride, and I see it, <laughs> but I'll take it. But Ross, 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 Ross. Carrie, is it? Yes, yes, this is Carrie, your co-host. That's right, I remember you. Okay, good. Uh, before we move on, I was just thinking, what if we heard from some of our listeners? You know, I mean, here we are just talking. We're not even mm-hmm. thinking about the souls out there who have joined us on this journey. And in particular, we aren't thinking about Mark, Cassie, Nick, Morgan, Lucas, and Mama Pearson. That's highly specific. But yes, we should think about them. You know, in I, fact, I, I think they have a Jumbotron this week. I feel like there's a message from Mama Pearson to Mark, Cassie, Nick, Morgan, and Lucas. You're probably right. Your intuitions are always right. Let me download it mentally. Okay. Oh, yep. I've got it now. She says, to my kids, Mark, Cassie, and Nick, who got me started with OnRack, and our honorary Pearsons, Morgan and Lucas, 
couldn't be more proud of the critically thinking, science-minded, kind-hearted, responsible, and just generally awesome people you all are. Oh man, those are all like the best qualities. I love that. Uh, Looking forward to hugs, game nights, food and fun with you all once it's safe to gather again. Aw, Mama Pearson. What a wonderful group of people. But especially Mama. Someday, Carrie, we can aspire to be honorary Pearsons. I can only hope. It's been my dream. While I've got you on the line, I wanted to talk about various ways that I could interact with humanoid bugs. Yes. If you have just any ideas, just in general, that's one of my interests. I'm happy and impressed that you asked it that way because there's actually a game that fits Mm -hmm. that requirement perfectly of humans and bug interaction. Okay. Tell me more. It's called Best Fiends. Ooh. Ooh, that looks nice. You're holding it up to the screen. Okay. It's a game that you can play on your phone. It's bright. It's colorful. It's got bugs that you collect. They become your fiends. Okay. So Um, that's where the name comes from then. Correct. Hey, oh, this is exciting. There's a 25-day jackpot. So every day you got to check in, and I do because I'm regular. I am on the 25th day. So I get to say, it says, tap me, special gift. 25. All right. I just got unlimited energy. Uh, I play ad free and I get exclusive discounts. Yes. That is exciting. You know, I just recently learned some new things about this fun game, Best Fiends, which I play on the Mm -hmm. regular. First of all, I am currently at level 1769. 69. I was playing the other. Doing your level best. (laughs) Oh, I like it. I was playing the other night and I thought, oh, I should stop there so I can tell Carrie I'm on level (laughs) 1769. But uh, one of our listeners, Lama Mattingly, messaged me on Facebook and said, hey, by the way, here's my friend code. Add me. It's the least you can do. You got me hooked on this game. (laughs) And, And so I said, oh, there's friend codes. I didn't realize that. So then I found out that I have a friend code or I could generate one. Oh. So, okay, wait, let's see if I can do this. Uh, it's 2350912. Now, folks, you might be thinking, oh, he must be looking that up. No, he was pulling it out of the back of his weird Ross brain. That's right. I've been I've been doing number memorization lately, and I shouldn't be crowding my head with things like this. <laughs> you love numbers. What can I say? Yeah, remind me later I should mention my Sunday event. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, okay. you, you know about this. So it, hit me up if you want to add me on Best Fiends. We can, we can be Best Fiends. Nice. And they have 100 million downloads, you know. And another thing that I learned from Lama telling me this, she was looking at my stats. I didn't know you could do that for your friends. And she said, you have an 86 win streak. And I said, oh, I do? That's cool. So I didn't realize there's a player card. You can pull up and you can see all these statistics about your your progress and how many. I've defeated 18,903 slugs. Oh, damn. Look at me cleaning the world of bad thetans. A guy from Santa Cruz killing slugs. You know what? That's a... You you make a fair observation there. Then again, these are black slugs, not yellow slugs. okay, not the banana slug. Okay, okay. I bet you're getting a lot of that now that, you know, you're at home and Mm -hmm. sort of idle entertainment is at a premium. And you know, with Best Fiends, there's something new today and tomorrow and every day after that. So if you never get tired of solving puzzles, good news with Best Fiends, the fun never ends. <laughs> it never ends. That's but in a all way. true, but yeah, I don't, I don't know about the delivery there. <laughs> so get in on the fun. Download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Pshh.
okay, well, if I have fiends without the R, what am I going to do with this R, Carrie? <laughs> tell me Put about it in your shoe. Tell me about something, just... anything that starts with R. Anything. Okay, Ross. You, you you start with R. I do. Uh, but also, you could take that R, you could put it in your shoe. If your shoe gets dirty, just throw it in the wash and rewash it and use it. It'll be no problem because you have a pair of Rothy's. Rothy's. What a wonderful shoe company, but also a bag company, a mask company. They make all kinds of excellent products using recycled water bottles. Yeah, I love their stuff. They have really cute designs. And like mm-hmm. you're saying, they're kind of broadening out in what they make, which is cool. They have brand new bags and washable masks. And they're all in really cute colors. And they're also very pliable, very broken and feeling mm-hmm. right out of the box. Uh, don't cut up your feet. But at the same time, sometimes pliable can mean not durable. Right. But this somehow... F- is both it is it it, it'll last you a long time and it doesn't hurt you when you put it on the first four or five times i've mentioned before my wife has a couple pairs and they really last they do they they stay in good condition and again rothy shoes are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles so they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on that's right zero break-in period it's pretty great. And another major bonus, Rothy's are fully machine washable. You just toss them in the washing machine and they come out looking good as new. So check out all of the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash oh no. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash oh no. Okay, Carrie, I think you've got one more quiz. Yes, Hidden in the I folds do. of your tunic. I do. It's funny. You were worried that we'd have the same quiz for one another, but then you realized Carrie's not going to do an insane number thing. <laughs> yeah. um, Ross is uh, the insane number guy. Exactly. So I was like, well, Ross is taking this quiz. It better be about numbers. Oh, no. Okay. Hopefully different numbers. Is, it's very different. So, well, first of all, I just want to tell you, as I was preparing this, which was today, I admit. I was like, okay, I want to make this specifically for Ross. What are Ross's favorite things? And I was like, okay, animation, esoterica, and numbers. Okay, <laughs> how do I fit all those things together? Okay, well, the show's already about esoterica. That won't be a problem. I'll use different numbers and dates and see what is stuck in his head. And, oh, animation. How am I going to do that? Hmm. So I went on, you know what Cameo is? Yes. Okay, so I went on Cameo and I bought a Cameo. With my fingers crossed with the hope that they'd get back to me today. Oh, my goodness. But they haven't. So hopefully at the end of this episode, people can hear it. But the guy who did the voice of LeFou (laughs) in Beauty and the Beast. LeFou, I'm afraid I've been thinking. A dangerous pastime. I know. (laughs) Yeah, LeFou. Gaston's little, I don't know, underfoot underling. Yeah. That's amazing. Was supposed to record the intro for this. And. Hopefully still will. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know who this is? Well, I understand. You know a lot of stuff. <laughs> well, this is someone who loves obscure things. I love stuff that, well, I love numbers. <laughs> and people don't think LeFou understands all these things, but LeFou does, you know? I like esoterica, I like numbers, and I love animation, and I understand so does Ross. Ross loves those things! <laughs> well, Carrie is curious because she has got a game for you! <laughs> and guess what? 
I get to introduce the game. It's called Let's Date Ross, okay? And what we're going to do is we're going to quiz you on a lot of stuff. Are you ready? <laughs> well, listen, God bless you. I understand that, boy, you love so many things and you got so many nice friends. Well, Carrie's such a great friend. Yeah. <laughs> hey, great with that podcast. The podcast is going to be awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, LaFou saying goodbye. And remember, this is the game. Here it goes. It's called Let's Date Ross. <laughs> Let's see how you do on the quiz. So for most of this quiz, you're going to be guessing dates, memorable dates from various groups we have investigated. Interesting. I'm in. Okay. For the first several, the maximum points you can get are five. Okay. So you get one point for the day, one point for the month, one point for the year, or five oh. points if you get all three. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> okay. Question number one. The group is the Raelians, mm -hmm. and the event is the date that Rael first met with the Elohim. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I know why they consider my birthday August 6th important, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that somehow it just magically lined up on August 6th, 1978. No, way earlier, 1968. Oh, uh, it was December 13th, 1973. December 13th, 1973. You know what? I should have thought about that more because it would have been like after Chariots of the Gods. But he could have pretended that it wasn't inspired by Chariots of the God. Anyways, okay. See, I would have had no, I would have been like, I don't know, 1512. I don't know. <laughs> okay. This date is the expected date that the Raelian embassy for the Elohim will be completed. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I, oh. It's only a year. I'll tell you that. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Okay. At first, I thought it was going to be about when the aliens are coming back, which I do remember being 2035. Oh, interesting. Okay. At least that's what I remember. Maybe that's a later question. But the embassy being completed, well, I'll say 2030. 2030 is correct. Hey. So five points. Nice. Well okay. It's on to the Mormons. Yes. What date do they celebrate Pioneer Day, a celebration of Mormons arriving in the Salt Lake region? Oh, my goodness. One well, of their only holy days. Really? Oh, interesting. And there's like an exact date, like day and month of the year? Day, month, year. Mm -hmm. Wow. But they celebrate it every year, so. All right, I'm going to guess it wasn't in the cold of winter. I'm going to put it at September 8th, 1859. 59. 59. No. <laughs> it's July 24th, 1847. 1847. Earlier. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Okay. How about... And it wasn't It wasn't winter. You're right. I know. I thought you when you said that, I was like, oh, he's going to get it. <laughs> okay. How about the date that Joseph Smith found the golden plates? Oh, okay. On the hill at Kumora. Um, I'm going to say the year was... 1829 <laughs> and I'll say the okay and I'll say it was November 13th okay it was September 22nd 1823 that early whoa yeah. he was still pretty good though. he was sitting on those for a while then yeah I guess so that's crazy okay well, it was a whole year. Remember, the Angel Morini was like, you got to rebury these and come back oh. in a year. So that happened first. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Maybe what a moron-y thing to say. Okay, how about QAnon? What is the original date that Trump was supposed to reclaim his rightful presidency? The original date? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I'm assuming not January 6th. I'm going to say uh, March 4th was the day he was going to come back into Washington. But that word original is throwing me. Like I feel like there's some nuance there, some prophecy I'm missing. Why did you say not January 6th? What's January 6th? That was when the raid on the Capitol happened. Oh, of course, of course. But I know like they were expecting him to come in with uh, marshals and declare his presidency on March 4th. But it sounds like I'm missing some other prediction in there. That's the second date. So oh. the first date, the date he was supposed to claim, was January 20th. Oh, just so inauguration when... day. Oh, sure. Yeah. I Well, I do remember them like waiting for that to magically happen. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, what was the second attempt <laughs> at a date that Trump will reclaim his rightful presidency? Uh, okay, March 4th. That's right. Okay, okay. I, about, I get the logic now. And how about the third prediction for when Trump will reclaim his rightful presidency? Oh, they've, uh, they've moved the goalpost again, have they? Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't think I've heard this one. Uh, let's say 4th of July. Nope. I don't know why they don't move that goalpost further out, but it's March 20th. Oh, okay. Let's watch that breeze <laughs> past us. It does tell you, though, like they are, sin- most of these people are sincere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, don't worry. I'm sure Jesus will come back shortly after Trump <laughs> retakes the office. BRB. Okay. Moving on to the Ordo Templi Orientis. Yes. And it's progenitor group yes. Thalema. What date, what annual date do they hold the feast for the supreme ritual? Uh, June 6th. Also March 20th. So that's going to be a big day this year. Whoa. Okay. All right. Yeah. I thought I thought maybe 6-6 six, six might uh, get me somewhere, but okay. Oh, fair. For the OTO, how about the feast for the equinox of the gods, which is also the anniversary of the first founding of Thelema? Does this include a year? Or it's just the uh, the date and month. Great question. I could find the original date, but oh, okay. I do only have the date. Gotcha. Month here. I'm gonna say March 14th. Also March 20th. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, it's um, closer. Sort of this year, anyway. So it's annual, and it's always on the vernal equinox, which this ah. year is March. 20th. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure which equinox it would be, spring or I'm going to give you two points on that one. Hey, okay. I'll take them. Okay, how about the feast for the first night of the prophet and his bride, which is an anniversary of the day that Alastair Crowley married Rose Kelly. Let's go for the other end of the year. We'll say September 20th. Ooh, close. August 12th. Okay. Uh, originally 1903. Interesting. Okay. Um, okay. According to Shakuntali Siberia. Noted walker on water. Yes. When does the real new year begin? Oh. Now you might be thinking to yourself, well, years are already a construct. How do you have a real year? Mm-hmm. But don't think that hard. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put it past her to think that she had a good reason to say that. Um. On her birthday. Oh. You know, I don't know what her birthday is off the top of my head. <laughs> but I'll... if it if it's that, she hasn't tied it to that. Okay. I'm going to say it's just something that feels arbitrary to me. February 18th. It is March 20th. What? What is the going on? The vernal equinox. <laughs> I didn't know March 20th was so significant. 
It's so important. I mean, again, it's the vernal equinox of this year. It's March 20th, but it happens to line up in quite a way this year. Yeah. Okay. According to Forerunner Ministries, what date was the end of the world for which you and I were present? Oh, wow. Yeah. A man child shall be born. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When was that? Oh, goodness. One point for day, one point for month, one for year. I want to say it was 2017. Okay. Oh, rats. I'll say August 25th. Ooh, again, close. September 23rd, but you are right about 2017. Okay, nice. So you get a point. Moving to the UFO movement. What date were Betty, Barney, and Delcy Hill- Mm -hmm. Don't forget Delcy. (laughs) Abducted by a UFO. Okay, I'm going to say the year was 1958. Okay. And I'm going to say November, and I'm going to say the day was the 10th. Oh, damn. September 19th, 1961. 61. Oh, okay. Okay. And missing all day, so went from the 19th to the 20th. Wow. But honestly, that you got 58, three years off, is very impressive, so I'm giving you a point. Why, thank you. Okay, how about the abduction of Travis Walton? Ooh, Travis Walton. All right, I'll put it in, I'm going to say 1985. Okay. And I'm going to say it was, goodness, at this point, March 30th. <laughs> you mean March 20th? No, oh, yeah, so, yeah, March 20th. Uh, No, it is November 5th, 1975. 75. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's been around for a while. Okay, according to interviewee Kimberly Meredith, also known as the medical medium, Mm-hmm. What year will we see the end of sickness forever? Oh, I can't wait. I'm guessing she didn't put it nearly as far in the future as she should have. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say later this decade, 2027. So close. 2025. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, specifically May 6th, but that I think I might have calculated that from like she might have said a certain number of months I and mean, years. So I, if I had to vote, I'd hope she's right. Yeah, absolutely. This is a good time for it. Not a moment too soon. Yeah, really. I'm still gonna give you one point because you guessed within two years uh, out of infinity. <laughs> um, okay. What year did Jim Jones predict that there would be a nuclear holocaust wiping out humanity? Um, Jim Jones, Jim Jones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jim Jones, Jim Jones, what a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I just gave Jim Jones a theme song. I didn't mean to. Uh, okay, I'm going to say 19... 19- 79. 1967. Oh, okay. And that's when everyone died. As you'll remember, uh, humanity was wiped out. Okay, Heaven's Gate. Do you know the date that 39 members of Heaven's Gate, including their leader, Marshall Applewhite, killed themselves in order to jump onto a comet? I want to say... We're looking for the date of their death. Yeah, goodness. That was uh, Shoemaker Levy that was flying by. Was that the comet? Uh, Hale-Bopp. Oh, it was Hale-Bopp. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not that that helps me. I don't remember what time. <laughs> I, Let me get out my comic calendar. I feel like it could have been earlier, but the year that keeps coming to mind is 1994. Okay. Is it earlier than that? But at, uh, that's the number that keeps coming into my head. It's not earlier than that. Okay. I'll say December 18th. 
Uh, the year was 1997. 97? That late. Wow. Okay. And the date was March 20. What? Sixth. Oh, my goodness. That's wild. <laughs> I'm still giving you one point. You're okay. in the ballpark. Okay. Okay. Scientology celebrates L. Ron Hubbard's birthday every single year. When is his birthday? Oh, I should know this. Oh, goodness. <laughs> How could I not know Elwin Hubbard's birthday? Uh, Come on, Bray. Seriously. Why did I clear out space for other things? (laughs) I want to say it's May. I'm going to say May 4th. No, may the 4th be with you. It's Star Wars Day. May 8th. Okay. And do you want to guess the year of his birth? I'll say 1905. Pretty close on the year. So it's 1911. Okay. 1911. And the date was March 13th. Okay. Oh, March. Wow. What's happening in March? My goodness. We picked the right month to be born, though. So I'm giving you a point again for being... Like, I would have been like, I don't remember. Let's see, you died in like the 70s, born in 1812. I don't know. Okay. Harold Camping. What date did he first predict the rapture would happen? Oh, wait a second. Okay, I because I feel... Before the 2012 prediction, I feel like he had a much earlier one. Is that is that what you're referring to? Like before the one, okay, that was posted all yeah, over the place. Yeah, he had a few, yeah. And in fact, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I think there's one before that. Yeah, because I, I thought he had one in the 90s. I'm not finding one earlier. You're right that there are some in the 90s. Okay. I thought there was also some earlier even than that. But Okay, um, I'll say... Only because I kind of vaguely remember it being something like, I want to say like May 21st or something like that. Uh, So I'll just stick with that and I'll say 1994. Okay. 1994 is correct. Okay. Uh, For the first, the first predictions were, I'm just going to tell you the dates, October 2nd, 1994, September 29th, 1994, (laughs) and then, and also September 6th, 1994. So obviously I'm doing those backwards. If at first you don't um, succeed. You're right. <laughs> You're Harold Camping. And then in the 2010s, he had another prediction. Uh, when was that one? Okay. Well, there were billboards everywhere for 2012. Wait. I feel like this was even separate from the 2012 general malaise of the earth coming to an end. I feel like, I, I want to say it was actually 2011 okay. was the one he was advertising. I'm going to say May 21st. That is exactly right. Yeah. All right. Nice. <laughs> oh, I, okay. I feel really good about that. <laughs> I finally got <laughs> good, one. Good. You should. Um, I mean, so you get six points out of five because I. There were billboards <laughs> everywhere. So, you know, it was yeah, kind still, of drilled into our heads. Yeah. I would not have remembered. Okay. What year did the Kabbalah Center open its first center? I'm going to say. 1968. 65, pretty good. Okay. Two points. Okay. Okay, now the remaining numbers are not years. For all these last six questions, the scheme will be three points for exact answers, one point for closing up. Okay. Melissa Scott, how many languages does she speak? (laughs) More than 27. I only found over 25. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, I could have sworn I remembered over 27, but okay. Uh, well, you get one point for close enough. Okay. Okay. What is her purported IQ? Ooh, yeah. She's a smart cookie. She says she is, yeah. I'm going to say 159. <laughs> 186. Holy shit. Okay. All right. 
You know what? I believe it. I believe she said that. <laughs> Einstein rumored to be between 160 and 180. Wow. Okay. Scientology. According to the Scientology website, how many copies of Dianetics have been sold? Ooh. Oh, wow. At this point? My goodness. I'm going to say they said like 50 million. 20 million. Okay. Eh, close enough. One. <laughs> oh, well, very generous. <laughs> Multiple tens of millions. All right. Uh, okay. In Scientology's five-minute We Stand Tall video, <laughs> how many times do they say the words, we stand tall or we stood tall? <laughs> I love this I listened question. today and counted. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. <laughs> Whatever the answer is, I'm going to love it. Um, I'm going to say 52. <laughs> that's so high. It's 24. Oh, okay. All right. Still a lot. Well, it could have been Still a better a song. I think that's the takeaway. <laughs> They could have made it twice as long. <laughs> and how many books has Bob Larson published? How many? Oh, wow. I, I want to say 37. Also 24. Whoa. What's going on? Synchronicity. Exactly. Okay. And what is the frequency of love? 528 hertz. That's right. Nice. Okay. So out of a possible, <laughs> oh, I mean, goodness. no one- no one in their right mind would get this, but out of a possible 118, you got talk amongst yourself. Okay. Hey, Ross, how's it going? Oh, it's you again. No, I'm fine. Still actually recording the podcast thing. Maybe you could like call me later or something like that. Oh, sure. Yeah, I was just checking in on you. No rush or anything. I was just going to tell you about my day because you didn't ask me before, which I thought was maybe a little rude, but... Um, <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I really wasn't even thinking about that. Uh, my apologies. I should have asked you about your day. How did it go? Did you do anything interesting? Well, no, but you still could have asked. It's only common decency. No, no, you're right. I get it. I like that you're a pest in your own mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Out of a possible 118, you got 30. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, pretty good. As I was making this, I was asking myself, like, would I genuinely have a good answer for most of these? Yeah. And I think I would have gotten Melissa Scott's languages exactly right okay after that forget it oh that's so funny the melissa scott thing okay well this is a well this, done. this is a humbling episode <laughs> we'll have to follow up with an interview with an expert on memory oh boy i wish but i mean i, I don't even yeah know let's that would be. let's not get too ahead of ourselves you know yeah. With this podcast. It's not like it's not like we're so fancy that we could talk to one of the best known researchers on that topic. Yeah. What? Like one of the greatest living memory researchers. Like, come on, they're busy. Hey, we're back okay. to giving hints anyway. about future episodes. <laughs> you get something cheap and useless in the mail if you guess who it is. <laughs> well, it's time for the listeners to quiz us a little bit. I put out on Facebook just to see if people had any questions as we approached our 10-year anniversary. And oh my goodness, did they deliver? 
There were <laughs> there were a lot of questions, a lot of good questions. It's, it's like in Miracle on 34th Street where they shake out the bag of mail and it just covers us. It's so funny. I was just thinking about that movie because I was watching Alfred Hitchcock's The Trouble with Harry. Uh-huh. And there's this older gentleman who thinks he's killed Harry. Hope I'm not giving away too much here. And the, the whole time, the whole film, he's talking and I kept thinking, why does that voice sound so familiar? Well, it reminds me of, and I kept thinking it was Richard Attenborough from Miracle on 34th 34th Street, like the newer one. Uh-huh. And then I was saying, well, he also sounds like Anthony Hopkins, but this was really bugging me. Like his voice sounds exactly like, and I kept going to the wrong version of Miracle on 34th Street, where I was really thinking of the original Miracle on 34th uh-huh. Street, which we had on VHS and I watched all the time, but I just wasn't putting yeah, it together. Too. The guy the guy looks so different because he he didn't have a beard. He didn't look like Santa Claus. Oh, sure. I forget that actor's name. Edmund Gwen. And I wasn't familiar oh, with his okay name but i would have never recognized him without the beard without being chris kringle oh yeah defining feature i'm sorry what was your question oh we were talking about (laughs) that's right we were talking about mail so we got way more questions than we can answer here but maybe we'll do like a fun mailbag episode for max fun drive's bonus content maybe yeah yeah yeah, or an upcoming episode so So we picked a few that just kind of tickles our fancy i picked out a couple you picked out a couple and I'll ask you, you ask me. What do you think? Sounds good. Okay. You want to start? Okay, Carrie. How do you think the two of you would fare as cult leaders? Uh, Poorly. (laughs) Probably. I mean, I do think that a lot of cult leaders actually do regret doing it. I think this is an underreported element of some cults. Mm. I think Father Yod turned that way. Mm-hmm. I think Warren Jeffs went through at least a period of that. Yeah. I think this happens with some regularity, and then they are not able to slow the roll. Right. And what I do not think would happen is I, I think it would be easy to assume, oh, we do it on like a laugh. And then we'd be like, just kidding. This was a social experiment. And mm. everyone would just like part ways. I don't think that's really a good safe bet. So in that sense, I think anyone could be a cult leader. But I think we would probably be the father yodes who are like, just please stop. I never <laughs> meant to. Please go away. And then everybody would think what we did was a test and they would follow us anyway. Yep. Yeah, that's interesting. I think often there is that process where it starts as maybe a little bit of a lark or even a well-intended kind of social experiment or utopian society. And mm-hmm. then they get that little taste of power and cross the line once and, oh, nothing bad happened. Well, let's try crossing the line again because it's kind of convenient. Yeah, that too, yeah. But I, I don't think we would be good cult leaders because it takes a certain amount of chutzpah just to be able to, like, to say certain things to people's faces. And yeah. I don't think either you or I can lie so easily. Oh, no. I mean, we're like masters of whatever the opposite is like <laughs> yeah com- being like well here's what i think but let me give you seven reasons you shouldn't totally take that <laughs> right and face um, value so i i don't think it matters how much we've studied these topics or that we know how it works i don't think we could execute on it yeah you know i was just uh hate following someone on social media i won't <laughs> say their name i recognize it's unhealthy but anyway um i thought today- that was very silly and then i realized someone that i follow that could easily be described as a hate follow relationship. Okay, yeah. I need to see what she's doing at least once a day. (laughs) And today she was talking about, like just basically describing her views as unfalsifiable, saying... 
this thing that I've been claiming, everybody's jumping down my throat and saying, you know, you should express a little skepticism about this. You're really expressing a lot of confidence in yourself and Mm -hmm. maybe too much confidence. Oh, yeah? Well, that's because I'm 100% certain and nothing you could do to change my mind. And I was like, you are a different animal. Yeah, right. I could not. We are not the same species. (laughs) Yeah, I would not. I think I genuinely am not built that way. And then also, if somehow I could go there, I wouldn't say it out loud. Yeah, there's like neural wiring that allows Teal Swan to say the things that she does that I and you cannot comprehend. Yeah. How those words can come out of her mouth. Like (laughs) Linda Moulton Howe. Out of her face. Um, Yeah. We did have, we had an interview with two new podcasters, and I don't think they ever released it. Do you remember? It was uh, two women. It was in their garage, and it was a really fun conversation. Oh, yeah, the garage women. And I invented a cult. Every now and then I look for this episode to see if they posted it, and I don't think they ever actually released their podcast. But I came up with the name of a cult or like the general organizing principle, and I was very proud of it. It was the cult of the red flags. And I would have all these (laughs) red flags that say like (laughs) obedience and... <laughs> you know, like unfailing and you know, just like other catch terms. And, and they would all be on red flags and they'd be everywhere. Everything would be covered in red flags. That would be the look. <laughs> and then later on I could forever say, like, what, you didn't notice the red flags? <laughs> there were so it's many red fault. flags. <laughs> and uh you'd be remembered by humanity as an evil tyrant, but you'd be able to be like, but it was a putt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if Ross, hang on. if Ross Blotcher were to start a cult, it would be based on a bad pun. <laughs> there you have it. That question was from Chrissy Van Mierlo. Thank you, Chrissy. Nice. Okay, this question is from Camille Pashal, who asks, what do you think is your most underrated investigation? Interesting. Yeah. Underrated. Like, oh, I'm surprised people weren't into. Yeah. You know what? More into X. Um, yeah. I'll say I get it on one level, but the only one that like really comes to mind is people not liking it, not getting into it was the International Academy of Consciousness. And mm-hmm. because there were all these crazy long words and terminology and it went on for a while and it was, it was very scholastic and it took us a long mm-hmm. time to get through it because we kept coming back to it year after year. It was one of our very long Try to get out of our bodies. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I thought there was a lot of interesting substance to the to the discussion there, but I think um, I think mm-hmm. people just got bored by it. Yeah, fair enough. Though I don't think that was the general response. I think most people were into it. That's but true. Yeah, we hear right. from the people who uh, are disgruntled. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes the gruntled people write us. <laughs> I mean, I always think of laughter yoga. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's always my favorite one-off to talk about and the thing that I think of and go like, oh, I'm really glad I did that. Also holotropic breath work. Oh, yeah. But, but those are both, if I... If I actually put myself in the shoes of the listener, I'm like, well, those were really fun experiences. I can't really speak to whether they're really fun listens. That's mm, good I'll point. No, but I also really like our interview with, uh, well, two interviews come to mind actually. Our interview with Isis Aquarian. Oh yeah, from the Source family, right? And our interview with Jaron Campanella, mm, um, mm-hmm. a flat earther. Jaron and I became friends i think i call him a friend yeah casual friend yeah yeah um we still text every few weeks or something wow. we're still in communication yeah he's a cool guy i think he's really sincere and curious and we do obviously fall on opposite sides of the 
sphere, the oblate spheroid. <laughs> but yeah, I think he's a really good dude. And I and I think that conversation has some really fun moments in it too. Yeah. Okay. Also, I liked that some of the responses were so contradictory which i think is usually kind of a good sign that like oh this really goes places mm-hmm. because some listeners would be like you were so rude to him and then other people would be like he was so rude to you how did you rein it in and then other people would be like it was just so nice to hear two people just like getting <sighs> along and respecting each other and that's yeah. always a sign to me that like oh you really are kind of going to different places that hit different people in different ways like i don't know there's some kind of trail being made here you're not just having the easy conversation yeah that's that's a really good point and i think we kind of like that when we see we're getting these diametrically opposed responses to an episode like wow Mm -hmm. you feel really passionately that we did this wrong in one way and then you know someone else feels that we really overcompensated in the completely opposite direction like wow okay we're hitting some buttons here yeah (laughs) yeah i almost hesitate to bring it up but our april fool's prank episode that we tried to pull off once classic yes Uh we still get messages from people who are going through the back catalog (laughs) and they'll say you know i heard you introduce it and tell us this is an april fool's day episode and it still got me (laughs) but you know we had kind of we had to do a whole follow-up on that you know because we touched on a lot of really sensitive issues in that but you know i i like that we can still every now and then mess with expectations and do something kind of innovative and new yeah we got a really sweet email about that episode recently from someone who uh, is in recovery from an eating disorder. Mm, And she mm -hmm. said, listening to that actually was really helpful for me personally, because I could sort of unpack my trauma through this new lens where it was like, oh, yeah, those things this woman is saying are fucking bonkers. Right. So it just happened to catch this one person in the right right frame of mind where... It was mm-hmm. actually helpful, not for everybody. So anyways, um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that meets the categorization there. Yeah, fair enough. Well, uh, we got a lot of questions just about our friendship, about the two of us. Aww. And I'll repeat one from Denise Arneson here. She says, I'm curious about how your relationship has changed doing the podcast. Well, we're in love. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we have a baby. This is the announcement for the podcast. Um <laughs> It's interesting. I I wish there was some way to kind of see the alternate history if we hadn't done the podcast. Would we be just kind of friends that are still in contact? Like, you know, we have a lot of friends in our shared group, Jarrett and Claire and Ian, you know, these other people, you know, would each of us in each other's lives have just kind of become somebody that we sort of check up on social media and every now and then ask a specific question? Or Mm -hmm. would we hang out more? No way to know for sure. But I I think one thing that we've learned over time is that every now and then we have to do something that just isn't the podcast, Mm -hmm. just so our friendship isn't only about (laughs) producing this podcast, because it easily could be. It takes so much time. Yeah. And it is 90%. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it was fun. Recently, like we went out to um, sit in different cars and watch Harold and Maude together at a driving (laughs) theater. You invited me to that. That was super fun. Yeah, that was great. And the two people named Andrew who were there both had not seen it. Crazy. So taking Andrew to Harold and Maude Day. (laughs) I also feel like I, I mean, we were friends when we started the podcast for sure, but like not incredibly close friends. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We're friends, you know, and yeah, like, yeah. I've probably known you for like two years at the most. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, in a way, it's like, how did your relationship change? We met each other. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Now we know each other. Yeah. So really, you guys have like, you've been here for the friendship. 
whatever you see, that's that's most of it. And, you know, to incorporate the flavor of some other questions, you know, people wanted to know just how we collaborate on things. And, you know, it's it's a friendship like any other. Sometimes we'll get on each other's nerves. We'll have different ideas about how to go about shows like like even this show. We both kind of came with different ideas. Carrie had the idea to do a 10 year episode, which is a great idea. I was just focused on releasing this next interview episode that we had kind of in the queue. And so I immediately got some other ideas and, and she said, okay, well, that's not really what I had in mind. She had, and we ended up just kind of doing all of the above in, in an assortment and it worked out. And, and that's, yeah. that seems to often be how it goes. You know, we have, we have different sensibilities as similar as we are in a lot of respects. So definitely yeah. different people. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. Ross. Yes. If Carrie wanted to make another podcast and asked you to pick the topic or <laughs> format, what would you pick? Well, I'd say we have to tackle flavor babies if we do another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's true. So listen, guys, we have a stream. It's a podcast where the only concept is that you take two things that probably shouldn't go together and eat them both and see what flavor you come up with. So maybe you've got a lemon Oreo, but you've also got mm, mushroom sauce. You put those together and you eat it and you try to describe it. And it's called Flavor Babies. <laughs> I'm glad you remember the pitch for the show. <laughs> it's time for Flavor Babies. Um, okay, Carrie, what, what podcast would you... <laughs> That's your real answer? No, it's not my real answer. Um, okay. Oh, that's interesting. I don't think it's you and me. You, I want to make another podcast and you get to force me into, you pick the topic. Oh, okay. If Carrie wanted to make another podcast and asked me to pick the topic and format, what would I pick? Oh, that's how I read it, but. You've already got Hidden Mickeys. True. Classic. Um, Comes out once a year. I mean, one one nice thing about the format of our show or what we've made it is that whatever the heck we feel like talking about, we just talk about it. Um, yeah, true. I, I guess the thing I would want to hear most from Carrie is more on journalism. I'd say, you know, run with your journalistic ideas and interests. I want to hear more about that. Huh. I would have you. I feel like I'd want to, you know, all those books that are like, I spent a year doing blank. Yes. And it'll, yeah. It'll a be year like, of living biblically. Right. Or I only ate ice cubes or I don't know. That that sounds like this show. But these <laughs> sort of like cerebral mental feats that I don't want to devote like super long time to. Yeah, yeah. And like doing memory palace competitions ah. and where it might take a year to get one done. I'd like <laughs> to make you go do that. Okay. And then I'll listen. That sounds about right. It'll, I'll... it'll come out once a year. Yeah, exactly. So perfect. <laughs> we can release it with Hidden Mickeys. There'll be very different shows. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like it. Um, speaking of Hidden Mickeys, if I can plug for a sec. Yeah. I don't know how this happened, but apparently The Guardian is putting Hidden Mickeys on its list of the best book. <laughs> Cool. Natalie and I have absolutely no idea how this happened and literally wrote back, this is incorrect. <laughs> but um, tomorrow, tomorrow we're taking photos for The Guardian. Wow. Well, now you got to figure out what to do with all these new listeners. I know. So, yeah, she like she calls and she's like, Carrie, we got to start making this at least once a month. 
<laughs> so we're going to try. Now, as always, an excellent Natalie impersonation. Oh, thank you. Thank you. While we're speaking of me doing Memory Palace stuff, I'll mention, I alluded to this earlier, this Sunday, I will be attempting to get on the Pi World Ranking List. So longtime listeners to the show will remember that since childhood, I've known 105 places of pie. And every now and then I expand my pie knowledge. And there's a video on YouTube of me reciting 600 places of pie. And then there's a response video from Carrie reciting all the digits. <laughs> all the digits, you guys. All so of them. Like- Try to top that. Every single one. So anyways, so this coming Pi Day, which will be this Sunday, probably the day you are hearing this episode, I will be attempting to get a good score on that uh, that list. So uh, I will have official witnesses. And All right, I, Do you want to invite the listeners to come if they'll distance? I'm trying to keep it small, and I've already like just exceeded the okay. 15 people I've set on the list. So oh, gotcha, gotcha. now I'm trying to keep under 20. But yeah, in normal non-pandemic times, by all means, I'd invite everybody to, to come watch. But it probably will have happened by the time you're listening to this. Anyways, so look online because I will share the video. And I'm not going to say how many digits I'm going for, but it's going to be much more than the 600 I did before. Uh, 600, Jesus. Well, I know three digits of pi. <laughs> Whoa. So, yeah, it's the first three, so no big deal. Was uh, Albert Einstein and Richard Dawkins, I think, are both born on Pi Day. Is that right? Really? Whoa. I, so. I know it is Einstein's birthday. Yeah, March 14th. Okay. Here and a little pedantic note, places of Pi are all the numbers after the decimal. But I didn't say places of pie. Okay. You I said, said digits, digits of Okay, pie. fair enough. Okay, thank you. And also, I'm wrong. Richard Dawkins' birthday is March 26th. Hey, you still got March. What is which... happening in the 20th of March? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> There's some kind of vortex or something. Oh, my goodness. Um, I owe that guy an email. Well, there was one other question. Well, there are many questions, but there was a good one from Chloe Briday. Um, who said, I'm curious about the behind the scenes process. How much goes into each episode? Well, we could talk about that for a long time, but I thought maybe it would be helpful to learn a little bit more about the two gents that we often mention at the end of our shows, Mr. Ian Kramer and Mr. Victor Figueroa. Yeah, I love it. So uh, let's have a little interview with both of them. Well, thank you for joining me for this interview. Oh, yes. No problem. People hear us mention your name all the time on the show. Ian Kramer, we thank you for being our administrative manager. First of all, are you a real person? Have we been making you up this whole time? I am real. And I've been in the same room as you guys at least twice. That's right. (laughs) Well, okay. So infamously, you were there for our very first episode and you hooked everything up for us. You, You figured it all out, but then you immediately moved away. Yes, I... Escaped California. You escaped California. Okay, well, it's nice to know you didn't escape us. It's no. Just, no. We happen to be in California. Well, how did you meet us? How did how did we get to know you? Well, on, it was I met Carrie through a friend. So it was, a, you know, my ex-girlfriend's friend. I'm sure she's been mentioned in the show before. Oh, yes. And uh, just sort of group settings. And then I think my knowledge of computer skills got to you guys. And when you wanted to do this, you approached me and said, hey, is this possible? And said yes and then then one tie meal later you know tie meals bring people together they do 
Yeah, well, that was 10 years ago. Does it feel like 10 years? No, that means that I've been in Washington almost 10 years, which is baffling on its own. Yeah, that's wild. What led you to Washington? Honestly, it was looking for a job. I was working as a contractor at Disney, not quite your Disney Mm -hmm. across the street in a much more plain building. This brings up a much bigger conversation about the many different silos within Disney. Yeah, I was a special contractor that had a special email that said not Disney at the end. Oh, yes. I was looking for a job and I called my uncle who lives in Washington and just said, hey, do you happen to be looking for somebody that fits these qualifications? And he goes, actually, we are looking for someone with those exact qualifications. And from making that call to starting work, I was two weeks. Wow. I made the call, interview next day, acceptance the next day, like a few days of checking in with work. And they said, yeah, you're good to go. Like you've, I did my knowledge transfer fast enough. And then I got a U-Haul, got up there. I unloaded everything into my family house up there. And then I found a place to stay in before I had to return the U-Haul. Loaded it back up, moved into my... It was it was just a very quick series of events that I just got up there and drove up with a cat on my lap the entire way. And suddenly, this guy that we just started a podcast with was yeah. in Washington. But you've stuck with the show. Yes. To this very day. So maybe tell people what happens... I don't know, from my perspective, every Sunday night around 10 p.m. 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. is sort of the (laughs) the zone. Yeah, I have a sequence of things that I handle. I I grab the file. I upload it to our RSS servers. I make sure all of the blurbs, as we call them, Mm -hmm. um, are written by Carrie and are inputted into our website, to the Maximum Fun website, to the RSS feed. I make sure that, you know, everything's happy, all of the tags are happy, everything's loaded. I double check the RSS feeds loading correctly on my phone, as well as Apple has picked it up, which is usually pretty quick. Just sort of check all the pieces to make sure that they're communicating right. And then um, a post on Facebook to end it and make sure it's all... All happy. And then you finally get to go to bed. Thanks, Ross. Thanks for editing till late at night, <laughs> last minute. Yeah. So occasionally, it's like, just do it first thing in the morning. And those are like, okay, I'm just going to I'll wake up early and I'll get it posted in the morning. I feel good when I can tell you that. I feel bad when I have to tell Max Fun that. Yes, yes. So word on the street is, I'm pretending like I'm not an Yes, that you actually insider communicate with me regularly. This conversation, yeah. Word on the street is that you really are the one to thank or blame for the name of the podcast. Yes. When we were sitting around the Thai food table, eating our vegan curry, we were all spitballing various names. And I just love the idea that there's this element of like, oh no, you know, just this, <laughs> you walk into a group and if you become known enough, they may know you're coming. And yes. <laughs> you know, not that that's a desired thing. Ultimately, you want to go in as unbiased as possible and from their perspective as well as your own. But I just like the idea that you're you're trying so many things, you're doing so many things that you, you become a known entity. And it's just sort of like, a, oh, oh, no. And it expands off because then you get listeners who see the podcast feed pop yeah. up. They see the title and they go, oh, no, what did oh, they no. do? And it, <laughs> you get a lot of just fun flavor out of the name, I think. I like that, A, we've been pronouncing it wrong all these years, that it's really, oh no. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's from the perspective of the beleaguered investigatee. Or the listeners of the podcast. Yeah, I like that. In a, in a happy rolling of the eyes and, ex- <laughs> and excitement to listen. Like, I am eager to listen, but I'm a little afraid to click play on this podcast. Those crazy kids, what yes, are they up to? Yes. I know you do other things. So what else does Ian Kramer do? I do quite a bit. I um, 
currently a contractor up here. I work in software development. My primary clients tend to be the state here because I live in the state capital of Washington in Olympia. Hmm. So I primarily work with... You didn't know you'd get a geography lesson, yeah. did you, kids? Yeah, yeah. Department of Transportation and Healthcare nice. Authority and all, you know, all the different government agencies here. Um, occasionally, I get to do work for outside businesses. I make websites and work on databases and all the fun computer stuff. See, these are useful skills, especially whenever we need you to tackle some weird new technical thing or some podcast feed is broken. Yeah. One thing that I, you know, being a quote computer guy has led me to know is I I may not have the knowledge now, but I know how to get the knowledge. And that's the Mm -hmm. important part with working computers is we don't know everything. We just know how to figure it out. Yeah. So, it takes that problem solving and persistence. Yes. These are good skills. And then I also play tabletop RPGs and I was going to say you were just and... mentioning your D&D game. So yeah. You... It's Pathfinder. Which oh, is, Pathfinder. Which is different enough. And I can get into the specifics of that. But yeah. it is. I'm proud that it's Pathfinder. Every now and then you'll chime in. Whenever we get a little geeky on the podcast, that's when yes. you'll kind of chime in with a little aside. I had a nice conversation on Twitter last week with somebody who said said that we should get a one-off D&D game for the next Max Fun tier. So if you can get enough money, oh. maybe I can run a game for you and Carrie. I like it. Yeah, well, we've got Max Fun Drive coming up, so this is good. We need ideas. If people ask you, well, first of all, do you admit publicly to other people that you are affiliated with this podcast? And second part of that, well, do you recommend any particular investigations that stand out to you? Uh, first of all, yes. Um, I bring it up <laughs> occasionally, and they always look at me like, your name isn't in the title. And I'm like, well, I do, I do work on it. Like I've been part of it since the beginning. And yeah, yeah. They, I come, they come around. But like you guys said in one of the last episodes, it's funny how when I, when I, what comes to my mind when someone asks me things you do, I tend to mention all the early stuff hmm. just because it's like, oh, um, ear candling. Oh, wow. you know, I, I, my brain, <laughs> like when I have to think of it on the fly, it's yeah, always yeah. the stuff that I've seen the most as I've scrolled through the website. Um, not necessarily. Carrie said she does that too, that she brings up ear candling all the time. She doesn't know why. So many episodes have been amazing. Your ayahuasca experience. I can vividly remember where I was almost at every episode I listened to it, like in the park. Oh, wow. On lunch breaks, because it was just... It's evoked place memories. It, it place memories, which not everything does. And that was, I can remember that vividly. And it was a long series for sure. Yes, yes um, it was. But I that, that was amazing. It was a lot of just like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but that that one always strikes home as being just amazing that that's a thing. Well, awesome. Well, well, thank you, Ian. We appreciate you sticking with us all these years and uh, making us look good, listen good, hear good, <laughs> sound, sound good. good. That, that's, that's right. You have word. no control over our looks. No, I, none whatsoever. <laughs> uh, thanks again, Ian. Thank you. Well, hello, Victor Figueroa. Oh, that's me. Yeah, we talk about you on the show all the time, but I don't think our listeners have ever actually heard from Victor. Yeah, it's been quite, I've been like a, you know, just a floating figurehead. Do I really exist? You know, that's probably what they were all asking. Yeah, so, okay, we solved that one. You do answer to Victor Figueroa. How did we find you? Uh, Carrie originally met you. How did did that come about? Oh, yeah, so uh, me and Carrie met in grad school. I'm trying to remember, I think I was still a grad student as well, but it was, it was kind of funky because we were in the same programs, but 
I was in a two-year program that got converted to a one-year program. Oh. And so we graduated at the same time. That happens. You know, schools do that and you you get in at the weird moment. Yeah. So So. I'm part of the weird moment in Carrie's life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But that weird moment kept you at USC. You've stayed there, right? Uh, Yeah. There was a a small stint after I graduated where I went directly to working at KCRW. A local NPR affiliate? Yeah. NPR affiliate big public radio station in LA and I was working for um as a producer for the Madeline Brand show. Oh nice. And um, Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, I got this job just by coincidence. I was actually putting together with Carrie like a uh, podcasting seminar and the person who we were talking with was Willa Seidenberg. She said, "Hey, there's this job opening at USC." And uh, I think you should apply for it. And, and I did. And I and I got it. Uh, not expecting to be in LA for this long. But here I am. Well, where are you from originally? Uh, I'm from Maryland. I say I'm from Maryland. My dad's in the was in the military. So um, we moved oh, around okay, a little so bit. You, you lived everywhere. Yeah, I, I would say like I, I definitely moved around, but not as much as like most military brats. Okay. And Maryland, I would say I lived the longest. I wasn't sure whether I could use the term military brat, if that's offensive <laughs> or what. I'm not offended. I, I <laughs> I wonder is that a thing now it should oh i don't i don't know i have no idea yeah just you know calling someone a brat you'll just have to bleep it out i guess i've never thought of you as a brat before victor oh man my older sisters would disagree yeah (laughs) well if you could if you could leave los angeles where would you go next i used to think about going to seattle for a really long time big fan of rain in general and um I just like the idea of greenery all around and stuff like that. I'm sensing a theme because our administrative manager, Ian Kramer, after recording one episode with us, moved to Washington. So (laughs) it only makes sense. Yeah, Washington (laughs) seems like a a hip place to be. But, uh, you know, after years of being here, I I do really enjoy L.A. I just enjoy I like running like like you. And um, yeah, I really like the idea of being able to run outside all year round. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big fan. That is a definite benefit. I, I've been pretty good lately. I've been running two or three times a week. Yeah, me too. I, I've been picking it back up. So every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, I've been making sure to oh, go for a run. Awesome. Okay. Well, if you if you ever need a running buddy, let me know. I'd be down. Okay. So so you too have a master's in journalism, That's right. which is fantastic. And so Carrie knew also that you had been uh, working with KCRW. Also, you've we're not your only podcast. You've been editing on other projects oh, yeah. as well, right? Uh, I think... Um, some of the bigger projects were a lot of some horror audio dramas that I did. A uh, big one is ah. um, Darkest Night. It's a big one that came. And um, I also just, the one that recently came out was called uh, The Oyster. It's like a sci-fi dystopian, you know, world's ended and we all live underground. Oh, wow. Doing stuff like that. Are you in front of the mic on any of these? Uh, no, unless you need like, unless there's like a two-bit line to be like, Oh, no, not again. You know, I mean, uh, that's, (laughs) you know, you might hear me once or twice in a podcast for for these things, but um, you you leave that up to the, the voice talent a lot of times. Um, the last one was pretty big. You know, it had uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Oh, nice. Uh, Mamadou. There's just a lot of different names. And uh, in previous ones, RuPaul has been a part of Kristen Bell. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Just some big names going through Lee Pace. All these good things. Well, speaking of audio horror. 
horror. The first episode you edited for us was the Scientology Part 10. <laughs> and and you should know that your efforts came to good. We have a, a man named Trevor Heasley, who was a Scientologist, who found us through that episode, through our advertising for that episode, and ended up leaving the Church of Scientology. Oh, wow. After listening to the series. After so many episodes, I have completely forgotten... <laughs> what the first yeah, episode was i had to look back through records you have edited 79 episodes at this oh point my God. which makes my life directly easier because i am a very obsessive editor when it comes to removing pauses and ums and ahs and and when you edit all i have to do is just listen through and enjoy it and do some extra fact checking just to make sure you know i didn't get anything too horribly wrong or carry so yeah you make my life much easier instead of you know spending eight hours a week i get to spend two or something (laughs) hey no problem i mean it's definitely um well you introduced me to using the adobe creative cloud and so now i use that with a bunch of different people who i uh a couple other things that i I do for especially there's this one podcast called celestial citizen that i just helped out and that i am helping out we just use that all the time it's all about you know a citizen of the universe versus like you know, versus just Earth as itself. Oh, I got to check that one out. Yeah, nice. it's a good, you know. So yeah, we use Adobe Audition for the show and the cloud allows us to collaborate very well. Is Audition your tool of choice? I would say it's almost 50-50 between that and Pro Tools. Oh, nice. Okay. When I do like a lot of those like limited series podcasts, it's it's Pro Tools. Mm, mm-hmm. But a lot of for the weekly stuff, I'm I'm using Audition. I just like, I like Audition. You know, I've been using it since grad school. And, you know, since I went in grad school, I was very, yeah. was very involved in the radio there. So I just continued that nice. doing that. I've been using Audition back since it was Centrillium Cool Oh Edit. yeah, I remember it was Cool Edit for a bit, but it was Centrillium. Is that the company that it was called? Yeah, uh. Adobe bought it from them. Yeah. Also, I remember the highlight of one Adobe Max was when I ran into you and uh, we got to attend a few talks together. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I did. A, I listened to some of the online stuff too this year yes. for it. But uh, yeah, Adobe Max is usually always fun. Uh, people always complain now that they don't give away as much cool stuff as they used to but uh <laughs> oh <laughs> that sounds like something people would complain about yeah but i, I enjoy the learning process I, I like learning little tricks or whatever as i go through yeah absolutely and i i learn little things from you all the time when i go wait what did you do victor i don't know where, where did you where is that adjustment and then you'll say oh it's a you know it's an effect layer on the master track oh i didn't know you could put those on the master track <laughs> stuff like that so you're teaching me all the time yeah, no problem all right so you can be honest with me what is it like that carrie and i do in our delivery or our deliberations or our time wasting that drives you crazy when you're editing the podcast? Oh, I'm trying to think. It's hard because I, I like a lot of it. My favorite is when you guys start singing. Oh, for, good. Oh, for a we bit. should sing more. Yeah, I'm always for it. That requires less <laughs> editing on my part, actually. You know, I'm not going to cut off the middle of a song. <laughs> Oh, good point. Good point. So just let them get it out of their system. <laughs> you know, I I enjoy some of the uh, the veering offs uh, a lot of times. I'm trying to debate what's something that's super uh, terrible sometimes. You're like, Russ, cut that out. <laughs> 
Uh, let me think. While you're thinking about that, we're always apologizing to Victor as we're delivering the audio. Like, sorry, this one's two and a half hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the one that that would probably be the one that drives me crazy where you're like, oh, you know, yeah, I got some time. Do you have time on Friday? And you're like, yeah, you know, you yeah. think you think when you have time, you're like, oh, yeah, I got like mm-hmm. six to eight hours pretty solid. And then like you see something that's like two hours and 40 minutes and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. sh- oh crap. Like... <laughs> That's not enough time. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you you don't complain a lot, but I but I think you have right to. Because <laughs> usually if we're not sending you an episode, it's because we've recorded it so late in the game. We're like, there's no reasonable way we can expect Victor to turn this around fast enough. Yeah, but, you know, I, I take it a lot of times as just like a challenge. And like, I, I'm, I'm pretty good with like... Um, because I do other projects on the side, I, I'm pretty good with like time management in terms of stuff on the weekends. It's a good skill for a freelancer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're telling me. I think uh, if there's anything that might get bothersome, I don't think there's any any like tangent that I that I find bothersome. I think the only the only time I'm like looking at it and I see something is uh yeah I'm trying to think I don't have uh, I'll think about it some more we'll keep we'll continue on with the, with the <laughs> okay. interview I think you're just too nice but <laughs> I I love it when you when you do send back an edit and you have notes because oftentimes it's just like yep yeah, I did it here it is but sometimes you'll be like oh yeah you know what I I use that same software you do or something yeah. like that yeah um, a lot of times I fun. forget like uh, or I get reminded of it and I want to send a note and then I forget sometimes like that where it's just like I totally agree with Carrie on this it is a matter of the yeah. heart and you're like <laughs> <laughs> oh right <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about too where she like feels things in her heart yeah 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 I, I, oh no i think i agreed with you on that one where i was just like oh yeah, good okay yeah. <laughs> all right well good i respect you more now <laughs> yeah kidding kidding awesome well do you want people to be following you if so how, how should people keep up on victor figueroa in their lives you can follow me on instagram at va at vaf229 Honestly, to be frank, I'm not very socially media like with it. <laughs> uh, to okay. be frank, if you want to, you could just find me on LinkedIn if you're interested. You can okay. find my profile. Uh, I do have a website, vicfig.com, but I haven't been keeping up to date with it. So just go to my LinkedIn and it will okay. it will be the place if you want to contact me for any podcasting needs. Otherwise, I, I have plenty of work. So I try to go by a word of mouth is always like the best way to kind of okay. siphon off okay. like too many so you're requests. Not- you're not dying for work right now, but if someone needs really good podcast editing or editing in general, yeah. they should seek you out. Yeah, seek me out for sure. That's the word of my mouth. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I praise the mouth. <laughs> now now, now I got to ask, solve a riddle for myself. What, what's the 229? What does that signify? You know, that was actually, it's very lame. The reasoning is just my email at NYU was VAF229 at NYU.edu. Oh. And I'm assuming that I was the 229th person that had those <laughs> same, initials. same initials. And so, okay. you know, when you get out of, you don't realize it. <laughs> I guess this, this is probably isn't a problem for kids today, but like you don't really have an email or at least I didn't really have an email until I went to college. And so that was my first email. And then I was like, oh, this email's going away. I need to now create a Gmail. Right. And so I was like, Oh, I'm going to be lazy and just use my NYU one. That's the handle. It's what I'm used to typing. Exactly. Okay. Oh, I love how random that is. Okay. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. That answers that. Well, thank you, Victor, for making our lives easier. And I'm glad our listeners get to meet you a little bit. Yeah. Thank you for contacting me. What? I don't know how long it's been. Two, three years? Over three years Over now. three yeah. years. Oh, my God. Ro- yeah, Ross, right? is it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm Ross. The other one is Carrie. Oh, I know right. it's confusing. Yeah. That's, that, that's, my, that's what I hate the most every time I listen. Like, which one's Ross? Which one's Carrie? <laughs> You, she steals my name every time, never, even though you know her in person. It's, <laughs> they never label their the multi track. I can't tell who's who. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we sound so yeah. alike. Awesome. Well, thanks, Victor, and uh, keep up the good work. No problem. Talk to you later, Ross. Wow, that was fascinating, and I definitely heard it before this episode came out. Yes, um, as Stanton Friedman <laughs> would say, yes. 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 That guy. I I wonder if that's on his tombstone. He just passed away. That'd be really a great tombstone to just have. Yes. Period. (laughs) Yeah, just some big bold letters. Yes. Yeah. Was that his name? I really do enjoy a bomb tombstone when someone's like, I'm going to really show a power move on my tombstone. Yeah. I really like it. So you can always send me photos of power tombstones. Yeah, I like those people. It says something about their sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Anyway, I don't remember why we're talking about that. Well, it's been fun making this show for a decade. Yeah. Let's keep it up. Oh, okay. Oh, you wanted to keep doing it. Yes. Oh, this is so uncomfortable. Was this one of those like lifetime achievement kind of ceremonies? Yeah. Uh, oh, I totally oh, misread the situation. Oh, well, shoot. Jeez, I just got my Guinness Book of World Records award and I was going to call it quits. Oh, no. But okay. All right. My next goal will be doing it until the day I die. Okay, at which point you will have a an interesting tombstone capital. Yeah, I'll off. have a good excuse for not doing this podcast when I'm dead. That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, no one will hold that against you. All right, well, that's it for this episode of this show, but not this show. But that's it for the first 10 years of this show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. And you can support us to keep making this podcast, to sign up for all these fun, crazy things that we do and will continue to do at MaximumFun.org slash join. Yes, you may. Yes, you can. Thank you if you already do. Yes. And I can't say the time. I can't say the date. I'm very much like Jesus that way. But Max Fun Drive's coming back. You know that it's coming back soon because it's spring, my babies. So stay tuned. Only the father knows. You can also support us by leaving a positive review wherever you can leave reviews for things. Uh, You can also tell a friend. And you can follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash onrack. And Twitter. I don't know podcast. And remember, words from a book showed me the way to be free of the shadows of yesterday. But the price of that freedom we all must pay from now on. Ooh, joining together, we held our ground and we lifted our voices, one mighty sound. Struck down the walls of darkness We stood tall Yes, we did We decided to take a stand To defend the rights of man
Hey, I'm Janet Farney, host of the JV Club podcast. Ah, high school. Was it a time of adventure, romance, and discovery? Class of 95, we did it! Or a time of angst, disappointment, and confusion. We're all tied together by four years of trauma at this place, but enjoy adulthood, I guess. The truth is, it was both. So join me on the JV Club podcast where I invite some great friends like Kristen Bell, Angela Kinsey, Oscar Nunez, Neil Patrick Harris, and Keegan-Michael Key to talk about high school, the good, the bad, and everything in between. My teenage mood swings are getting harder to manage. The JV Club. Find it on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.